Welcome to Best in Class, the podcast where we talk about the best versions of the best cars. Thank you for joining me, Adam, and my good friend here, Steve. Hey, Steve. Hello, hello. Happy weekend. Happy weekend. As we argue over when our favorite cars were at the top of their game, how we doing? Big race in Vegas. Yes. Neither of us went to. Neither of us went to. I did watch it live yeah. on a big screen. Mm-hmm. And you were at the Motoring Club. I was I at the Motoring Club. I watched it. You stayed yeah. in Malibu. Uh, Ferrari came in second. Yeah. Um, sort of. Yeah. You know. They did it. Yeah. But we, de- Ferrari was definitely in news because we nailed the manhole. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, a little think, piece I of think, metal destroyed yeah. your entire car. That's but okay. Right. I think it was a win for us. We're definitely talking the town. Yeah. That's yeah. Ju- <laughs> And as far as the marketers care, that's fine. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, tell me about your rally. You uh, yeah, rally. Uh, well, I ran another rally this weekend. We okay. did uh, old school Long Beach. Yeah, we saw America's oldest tattoo parlor. Oh, we saw uh, uh, oldest lighthouse in the Western U.S. Uh, the oldest independent theater, and we ended the rally at um, Long Beach's oldest bar. And their like lunch menu is from the 1920s, and so that wow. was, it was pickled eggs, yes. and weird hot dog sandwiches on like white bread and cheese and mustard. It was bizarre, but it, like kind of fun to do. Yeah, no, 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 no. And like okay. you know, okay. everything's like three dollars. So what? Where do we get information? About, what's the name of this? Uh, the Wanderwell Society. Wanderwell Society. Yeah, yep. And everything's on Instagram. Uh, we no. normally keep one picture on Instagram. We but keep. there's information on there. Where yeah, do people? There's find a it? link. Yeah. Okay. There's a link to our website where you can sign up for the emails. Okay. Got it. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, I'm not a marketer. I don't do I know. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to help so, you out. So, yeah, we ran a rally this weekend. It was a lot of fun. It was supposed to rain, and I figured some people, like, the, the fun roads we were driving are on a cliffside, and I'm like, someone is going to go over no, this. No. But it didn't rain at all, okay. and it was perfect, so we were able to uh, enjoy ourselves, nice. shall we say. Nice. It was all great. Right. Is that your third rally? Second? Third? I do one every month. Oh, okay. Okay. So, but I know, but so far, we've been doing well. it all year. We've been jet skiing. Oh, no. This is, I think we're on like seventh rally or something. Okay. It's, okay. We've been oh, doing it all year. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah, but jet skiing, we've done East LA, we've done scavenger hunts. Next month, December, I'm excited for what we're going to do. It's okay. It's going to be Do you want to share? I do not. Uh, no. I you do don't want to get too I got to arrange up. things first. Oh, okay. But it'll, right. be, it'll right. be fun. Uh, yeah. And then. Uh, I'm happy to announce that the Cayenne is officially done. Like you've given up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody found a, a Porsche Cars and Coffee oh. at, at the Porsche. That must have been hard to find. <laughs> you mean? All right, All right <laughs> fair enough. Whoa. Fair you enough. found a Cars and Coffee that had Porsches that. at? <laughs> wow. God, you must. Jeez, that, that is a deep Google search. I'll give you that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, Wow. At Jeez. the do at other people know about this? <laughs> no, it's secret. Okay, yeah. At the Porsche Experience Center in No, LA. no. Yeah. How weird they Which have it there. I will totally admit I have actually never been to. No? I've never been to You Peckla. dig it. You dig it. Well, I went. Um anyway, it was their last cars and coffee of the year. But it was like a four by four thing. And it was four by four focused. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, now I gotta finish the perfect. Cayenne. Yes. Now I gotta <laughs> And it's it already happened though, right? I would have. It was yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I would have suspected that my wife had like found it to like push me to finish the car, and like what what it's missing is like cosmetics and like clean the inside since I've been storing car parts in it. Okay. So it's little stuff, but it has to be done. I would suspect that she found that just to get me off my butt. Yeah. 
Um, but no, someone else sent it to me, and I ended up sending it to her. Yeah. Like, all right, we should go to this. So I spent my weekend like putting the mud flaps back on and getting it all clean. Okay. And we went down there, and it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. All right, so all the right. Cayenne is officially. Did back you together. get like a, a special place to put it? Were there other? I expected them to, and they did and not. Nothing. They shafted nothing. us. Nothing. Yeah. 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 Because of the poor build. <laughs> no, they had clearly picked the Cayennes that they were going to focus on, and yeah, it was. They had been there clearly for like an. We got there right when it opened. Oh yeah, yeah. And they had been that. there for an hour already. Oh yeah, and yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, so. yeah. Porsche guys get up early. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. so because they got to talk about it. We didn't make we didn't make the list. Get there. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, well, I'm glad you found a cars and coffee that Porsche's at. Yeah, that was I mean, that, that was a that welcome news change to me. <laughs> news to me. Uh, and was, let's keep going. The 911. Let's talk about all your Porsche all day here. Uh, yeah. It is time for smog for the 911 every two years in California. Do you want to talk about that? On the re- yeah, I'm fine. Was, okay. I'm fine. We have no listeners. The police aren't That's here. That's true. That's true. So I don't I don't run, or it's suspected anyway, it's rumored yeah. that I don't run a catalytic converter normally. Okay. That's the rumor. Yeah. So when I have to get a smog, theoretically, I would have to remedy that. Yeah. So every two years, mm-hmm. I theoretically have to swap on a completely different exhaust. That and seems that, like a lot of work. That's what I may or may not be doing this weekend. It's actually not a lot of work. It's pretty chill. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Isn't it? Okay. All right. <laughs> so it's. I mean, there's other ways to get that thing passed. Different. Yeah, but I would rather know that the engine is running well. I actually like getting it passed oh. officially. Okay. To know that everything's okay. Okay. And it's every two years. It's not that big of a deal. All right. All right. So that's. Can't you get like Utah plates on it? Then you don't have to smog it. I've been yelled at before by the from the police for that. Because they see my California license. And then yeah. if you have a car registered in their state, it's like, how long have you been a resident? Yeah. You have to update your car within 60 days. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's a new muffler, new cat, and whole new piping situation on the car every two years. Yeah. Okay. And the rear bumper has to come off because all that stuff won't fit under my race car bumper. Your race car bumper. <laughs> so Jeez. that may or may not be what I'm doing this weekend. Okay. And today. That's, that's and then I'll get it that's, smogged. That's and yeah. then everything's everything's up to date again. And then and the, then the race car exhaust goes back on and I'm off. Sounds like so much work. It's uh, not. but um uh, speaking of work, the Ferrari's working great. <laughs> that's because I haven't really been driving it. Yeah. So I need to get so it you back don't out know. there. You don't know whether it's working or not. Well, Basically, what happens is is that people are like, oh, you just don't like driving in the rain, or you don't like driving it, and it's crazy windy or too hot. And the reason for that is not because I'm worried about the car. It's just that when it breaks down, I don't want to be sitting in the rain. It'll be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's less about I don't I don't care about the paint or whatever. It's just I, I don't want to be broken down in horrible <laughs> weather. <laughs> so that's that's yeah that's that's the mm-hmm. thinking there. <laughs> um, yeah, and it doesn't do super well in these high winds. By the way, what are you talking about? What is it, it, it gets a little pushed around. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't believe that. I know. I know. It's not the lightest of cars. Sure. Are you kidding? It's a race car. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's not talking? the lightest of cars. Yeah. And you have no uh, no side profile. It's not that tall. I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's weight. That's yeah. a weight problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so your car may or may not be working. But it's going to be 70 all week. Tell me you're going to drive it this week. Okay, I'll do, I'll do it this week. Okay. More importantly, mm. uh, your father, our like, spiritual guide for this podcast. <laughs> Shaman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do they have in Utah? Is it? 
Uh, they have elders. Elders. Okay, well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, had some great ideas for the podcast, and we're always open to new thinking. Can you share? With I am the group? not open to new thinking. Don't Can you spread share with that the group? lie. Yeah. And and the rule is is that if you have an idea, we'll do it. But you have to come on the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, what is your father? What what is? Uh, uh, my father wanted us to go to the L.A. Auto Show. Okay. And do like a live broadcast. Which actually is a good idea, other than the fact that both you and I are completely over the L.A. Auto Show well, and have no that, interest in going. And no one listens to us as it is <laughs> going live. But but I do I it. think it's a good idea, but it requires us to actually care. You know what would be funny is that if you did it with your dad. That would be funny. Like like Travels with My Father on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm aware of it. Yeah. I'm aware yeah, of it. That's yeah. what you should do. So that's my pitch, that you should do it with your dad. <laughs> Because that would be funny. The two of us. Funny just, for you. Yeah. And our listeners. The two of us would just be miserable. I want to go around and talk smack on all these cars. We don't have any listeners anyway. That's We're not true. offending any I know, sponsors. But I think I think you I think you and your dad should do one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's that's your answer every week is you and your dad should come on. You and your dad should do this. You and it's your dad should do that. All right. It's a You've good idea. You've never met my father. It doesn't I don't matter. know why you're so matter. in love with this it idea. Does, it's a great because it makes you uncomfortable. Well listen. And that brings me joy. We have a family reunion coming up. You okay. can meet all the Kazlikowski. Yes. Is it in Utah? Come up to Oregon. Is it dog friendly? It, we, we'll make it dog friendly. Okay. Come up to Oregon. Oregon? What happened to Utah? Yeah, I don't know. It's a whole thing. Come meet the whole... Nobody lives in Oregon, to be clear. Nobody lives Just in Oregon. tax benefit stuff? I guess. Um, oh. You can meet the whole clan. Okay. I'm you, ready. You can decide how when crazy I am. Is it this year? It's next year. Oh, next year. Yeah. Okay. Once a year. No, no, I would yeah. not tolerate <laughs> okay. that once okay. a year. Okay, I'm in. Get I'm out in. of here. I'm, what? Where? What are we looking at? What's our countdown? I think I don't. Even, I think it's March. Okay. I don't know. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Ridiculous. We'll do a podcast from Oregon. That'd be funny. Yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, with all the family. Uh, can we talk about podcasts? Can we get back on all track? Right. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Now, uh, to be clear, I suggested this car. Yeah, today's a little interesting. And it was going to be great. <laughs> and now you want to make it a two-parter. This is our first two-part episode ever. I'm excited about this. You've turned our fun-loving podcast into essentially a lecture. Into lecture Yes, hall. I've turned it into Wikipedia. Yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead. I am a walking Wikipedia index, and we're doing it. Steve, you wanted to talk about a car brand that was born from Jets, but not the one you think. Nope. It's Swedish. Mm-hmm. Huge shout out to our Swedish fans. Mm-hmm. We have several. Yeah, we're huge there. We're huge in Sweden. Mm-hmm. So this is for you guys. Have you ever been, by the way? Never. Oh. Okay. But hopefully next year. I oh. want to go see the Northern Lights. Mm. Um, this car, is, this brand is fast and it's expensive. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the Koenigsegg. And I love that you misspelled it. Of course it is. I'm, I intro. misspelled it every... Yeah. <laughs> Koenigsegg. Yeah. No idea. No idea. Um, I find this car company fascinating. They've done lots of stuff that's new and innovative, which is why I wanted to break it into a two-parter for our first time. Yeah. No. I, I Like I said, I'm open to new ideas. This time, we're going to talk about their history and the technologies they pioneered, and next time, we'll actually talk about the cars. This is like, you give me a hard time about wanting to be like a certain private eye in Hawaii <laughs> for my car. Yeah. This is basically who, like, if you probably worked a little harder, like, this is who you wish you were. Like, this is your, <laughs> this is your, like, I'm. I know he's a nice guy because I, I, you know. You want me to be Christian. a lot of him, but. Christian Von Koenigsegg. He could be like a, a Bond villain. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. yeah. He, he's a bad day away yeah. from being a Bond yeah, yeah, villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's 
very impressive. So go ahead. Yeah. I, I just feel like this is – I'm going to throw it out now that I'm on Team Pagani. <laughs> And, but this is much more. I'll do your a two parter on Pagani. I know. Oh, I'll we do, are now. I'll oh, yeah. do a two parter yeah. on Pagani. It's okay, fine. Let's but get through this. There's too much to talk about in one episode, so let's split it up. We'll see how it does. But yeah, two parter. Um, Koenigsegg, Swedish hypercars. Talking 1,000 horsepower plus. These are a million dollars plus. Oh my God, you're wearing a Magnum PI t shirt. Yeah. yeah. I wear that you're for wearing you. a Magnum yeah. PI t shirt. Yeah, I did that for you. I did that for you. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. 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 Oh, Steve. Keep going. Mm -hmm. And you didn't drive the Ferrari today. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> you can't take your coat off and expect <laughs> me to not react. Yeah, yeah. sure okay. That's all it's called timing. All right, let's talk about Christian I'm von Koenigsegg. I'm trying to ruin your, pod, your dream you podcast. Are. You yeah. are. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, these are million-dollar hypercars. Let's talk about the founder a little bit. Yep. Do some history. Yep. Uh, Christian von Koenigsegg. Uh, his background... He is the son of uh, Yes. Make him German. I is did that, a little bit. What? I don't think I they're going to like that. No, I don't think. Yeah. Yesko uh, von Koenigsegg, who just happened to be the CEO of an energy company, as you would be, as you would be. That helps. I mean, let's be clear. His name is von Koenigsegg. Yeah. This is royalty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so his dad's a well, well financed CEO. Mm -hmm. uh, his mother is a fashion designer. They're doing fine. They have a lake house. Let's just leave it at that. Well, you've got energy and style, essentially. Boom. Which is what these cars are, right? No. You don't think they're good looking? No, I do not. Oh. We'll get into it. Okay. We'll get all into right. it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and the Von Koenigsegg line goes all the way back to the year 1171 uh, in the Germanic Roman Empire, and they were actually knighted in the Holy Roman Empire. This is that. an old, old family. Yeah. Yeah. Not desperate for money. Is my point. Yeah, they're 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 they come from a history of success. Let's so making yeah. million dollar hypercars, this wasn't a rags to riches story. Let's no. just get that out of the way. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. Christian did some impressive stuff, which we'll get to right now. Uh, when he was six years old, he started go karting. He said it was the greatest day of his life, um, which is a great thing to say right in front of your wife after being married. But whatever. And uh, no judging. No we're, judging. We're, we're, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the really cute and honestly too cute for reality story mm -hmm. is that at also at six years old, his father took him to go watch uh, a Norwegian film. Again, they're in Sweden, so it's mm -hmm. from a different country. Mm -hmm. they, a Norwegian stop-motion animated movie called the Pinchcliffe Grand Prix. And as they were leaving the movie, he told his father, that's the kind of car I want to build. It's a super cute story. Problem is, is six-year-olds say a lot of things. Yeah. Probably the next week he said he wanted to be a chef, but because he went on to build cars, everyone remembers this story. But fine. As a six-year-old, he watched this movie and he saw it. Uh, I definitely want to talk about this movie a little bit. Do it. Because it's, it. it's a big deal. It, yeah. No, it's interesting. Go ahead. 1975, yep. Norwegian stop-motion animated film. Mm -hmm. I have watched a few minutes of it. Describe the car for us. It is crazy. Describe the car. I will get to the car. Okay. It is one 1970s. It would still play today. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. It would still work. The the the, the, the plot. The plot would definitely work today. Uh, it's a 1970s Northern European animated film, stop mm -hmm. motion. Mm -hmm. It's about as weird as you can imagine. It's up there. The the faces on all the characters are nightmare worthy. They just have the dead gaze. Like the models are scary looking, but fine. And of all the minutes I watched, there wasn't a single line of dialogue. 
I know there is dialogue in the movie because there's people credited with being okay. the voices. Okay. But it's just the classic like 70s like just long periods of silence. Yeah. Just nice. Nice. Just reaction shots like that last family, too long. Like a good family dinner. It was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, this is the most widely seen Norwegian film of all time. This creepy animated film. Um, they've sold 5.5 million tickets to this movie. And I will just say when it came out, there were only 5 million people in the whole country. So that's a ticket plus for every person in the country. Well, and and it's a Christmas tradition. It is a Christmas tradition. Uh, and do you want do you want me to go through the plot real quick? Yeah, I please. Do. So what's interesting is so there's some talking animal friends. Yes, there are. Which is which every inventor has because you're <laughs> a loner. Uh, and <laughs> in then, a shed. And then he's a the the hero is a bicycle repairman. Uh, you know, a la Wright Brothers mm-hmm. essentially. Yep. Uh, and realizes that uh, his former assistant has stolen his design for a race car engine and become a champion F1 driver. Yes. Very similar to how F1 starts today. Stolen designs. So uh, where does he get funding from? An Arab oil sheik. Yep. You know, not (laughs) unheard of today. He's in the full turban in the clips that Uh, I saw. It's pretty good. Um, and he's the, he's the owner of Aladdin Oil. Yeah, is it really? Is and the is villain called? is sponsored by Snake Oil. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, but it's it's the the car yeah. has and, its own blood bank. And the Sheikh has an assistant in a uniform yeah. who's a chimpanzee or orangutan. It was bizarre. Yeah, as you would. It was bizarre. as you would. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, it's just it's just funding that you know plans are stolen. Yep. It's funded by an oil sheik, yep. and then we go on to win. This is all real it's, life. It's basically this Vegas. This is all real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it holds up. Our repair guy, our hero, makes like a bunch of Rube Goldberg contraptions, mm-hmm. and his best friends are a sad hedgehog and a optimistic magpie is what it's described as. There was like another duck or magpie or something who's like a fancy lady. She looked like the queen. I don't know what she was doing. And I think like the the hedgehog's dad was in it too because there was someone else. Like the clip was bizarre. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. It's a lot. But this is the number one Norwegian film of all time. It's great. It inspired everyone. Um, he, our inventor, goes and makes a new design for a Formula One car. He names it Il Tempo Gigante. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know why it's Italian, but sure. Um, a little bit about this car. It has two enormous engines. Yeah, the body is made out of copper. It has a spinning radar dish on top. Yep. And it has its own blood bank, yeah. which is a really creepy detail for a children's movie. I, I And it kind of looks like a hot rod, I guess you would say. I think it looks like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. Was yeah. that the same era as Chitty Chitty? I mean, I'm I sure think, somebody saw I it think, somewhere. Yeah, correct. And people have made a life-size version of it. Yes. Uh, oh, there's looks, a good story about that, too. Yeah. So they made a life-size version. Okay. And he would travel around Europe. For was the, was the there premieres, a bank in it? I don't know. Okay, but it had a wimpy little 250 horsepower Cadillac engine in it. Oh, and Nikki Lauda saw that, had money, and was like, "No, you can't do that." And he donated a 550 horsepower uh, Chevy engine to them to kind of bring it up to snuff. This is this movie is a big <laughs> deal in Europe. Yeah, no, I get it, I get it. But okay. and we're talking about it, and I love it. Um, it was the highest grossing stop motion animated film of all time worldwide. Yeah. Until Nightmare Before Christmas. Wow. And the film was shown in cinemas every single day of the week for 28 years. 
from 1975 until 2003. I wonder why it became so popular. <laughs> and it's st- <laughs> and it is still shown like Christmas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is still shown Christmases throughout Northern Europe today. Do you want to talk about a computer game real quick? Uh, that one I don't know. So basically, like the the original movie didn't really inspire Christian because obviously it was way before he was born. But they based a video game upon the movie, and it was uh-huh. released in like the 2000s. Oh. Uh-huh. So, well, supposedly, again, supposedly, this is just according to the internet. And so that was the film. Uh, I don't think so, homie. Yeah. Because he would have seen the movie when he was six years old. Everyone says he saw it when he was six. And he founded the company in 1994. So if the video game came out in the 2000s, it's too late. Mm, okay, maybe I'm misunderstanding. There are, is, a um, lot of, yeah, I, there are a I lot of like, conflicting stories yeah. okay. about Koenigsegg. It's a cuter story that it's the movie. Yeah, I think it's the timing works out. Okay. Um, okay, so he sees the movie, tells his dad, I want to build cars like yeah, that. Yeah. Fine. I'm sure it didn't really matter, but he is really into mechanics, and that does matter. Mm-hmm. His father gives him a soldering iron. Great gift for a six-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> At 15 years old, he's selling and tuning, like, moped scooters. Like, there is some mechanical aptitude. He's, he's clearly sure. really interested in it. At 19, kind of a left field. He founds a trading company which imports frozen chicken from America and sells it in Estonia. Which you're thinking, <laughs> how good can that chicken be by the time it gets to Estonia? <laughs> like, and like found, that's why it's sold in Estonia. Steve. It's just yeah, it founded a trading company at 19. Yeah, yeah. So again, we have an industrialist father. That's true. I know? get it. It's just that's so the every 19 year old's dream. I guess what I'm getting at yeah. is. He is both has both mechanical aptitude and, and business sense, and business sense, or at least the desire. Yeah. So he makes some decent cash from selling really F grade chickens to Estonia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then he turns all of twenty two years old. He gets out of the chicken business, yeah. which that's what I did at twenty two. Yeah. I was like, no more of this. No. Um, you don't want to be twenty three and selling. Ah, uh, you don't. You don't Gross. want to do that. Yeah. Um. He really wants to start his own car company. But again, he's a 22-year-old male. Of course, he wants to start a hypercar yeah, company. Yeah, So did I. Um, so he makes a business plan, shows it to his industrialist father, who has just sold his company, i.e. he has time and money on yeah. his hands. Okay. And his, to his dad's telling, he's like, you know, I got a, my 22-year-old son wants to build a hypercar I want it to go away. I want this this phase to stop. But then he comes up with a business plan, and he's like, okay, well, I'll read it. I'll tear it to shreds, tell him this isn't appropriate. Starts reading it. It's actually pretty good. He has accounted for every you know variable according to his father. Like It's it's a really good business plan. He's like, okay, fine. Uh, and this is his dad. This is his he's dad. like, oh, my God, my son's so great. Yeah. So, so he's like, okay, tell every, you what. Every father in L.A. There is a uh, – Startup competition coming up in three months. Okay. Submit your business plan to that. It's a business plan competition. Submit your business plan to that, i.e. someone else will tell you no. Yeah. And this will be the end of that. Okay. And you can go put on a suit and tie again. Yeah. So they do that. They enter it in the business plan competition, and it wins. Wow. The the board says, this is the best business plan we've seen, blah, 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 blah. Here's your $200,000 of winnings. I've also seen it reported it was three hundred thousand, but we'll call it whatever two hundred thousand dollars in yeah. money. Uh, where would you like to start the company? 
Okay. And they're like, okay. So they locate in uh, southern Sweden. It's like this is going to be closer to our market. Okay. And uh, they launch the Koenigsegg project. This is 1994. So he would have been 20, 22 years old. It's 1994. Pretty great. Um, again, his father is newly in even more money and time. So he comes on board and kind of helps his son run the company. Uh, he said, I'm going to stick around for a couple weeks while you get going. And I think he, st- he stayed for several years in the end. A few years. A few years, yeah. Yeah. But he also financed the whole operation for yep. three years. Yeah. So um, the first prototype finally came out two years later in 1996. Which this, is pretty impressive. This is the CC. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. yeah. Hand-built car. Yeah. Took me three to do the portion. I was starting with something. Yeah. So yeah. and not really ending up with a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Basically ending up where you started. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Um so the first prototype comes out in nineteen ninety six and then it still took another six years before the first actual car sold to a customer hit the streets. So that was two thousand and two and that car was called the C C eight S. You seen a picture of it? I have. Yeah. It's really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Real bad. Yeah. Real not, bad. Not not but, great. But, but this was also the nineties. That's true. Late nineties, so the car kind of matches that. Yeah. And yeah, it was just a fiberglass body. Um, yeah, it's a weird looking car, but it's most of the way to the first Koenigs as we know. Since then, the company has launched give or take five models. They've got they probably have twenty five listed, but they're all special editions yeah. and it's the same body. They have launched about five that you would recognize as oh those are kind of the same car how many how many have they sold overall do we have any idea um they're all uh bulleted out individually i can i'll take you through some so the first one that 1994 car that was one car that was prototype then the one that actually launched the cc8s they made 50 no this is like closer to 60 they made about 60 of those all the way up through 2009. Um, and then, but they're, they're normally, they're certainly below triple digits. Yeah. The Regera did 80 units up until last year. Yeah, I think that's the most widely sold is 80. Have you ever seen one of these on the road? I Any have. Yeah. There's a, either a storage, con- uh, storage center or a shop or something fairly close to the new motoring club, and you'll see them on the street. Like oh, like a, a repair center or something? Something. Uh, they're, they're just always coming out of there. Oh, okay. Uh, something's, something's interesting in that area. Right. But they're, you know, I don't see a lot of them. No, no, And no, they're fleeting. No. Yeah. And they're, yeah. you know, like I said, they're a million dollars plus, very rare cars. Um, uh, some of the history of the facility is actually pretty interesting. So they were originally in the town of Olafström. And then in the early 2000s, they relocated to Angelholm. Uh, that's all fine, but then 2003, so they've only been around for a little bit, and their first model just launched. Their first car, 2003. Their first car has just launched. Yeah. Like we actually are taking yeah. customer deposits of money, and then there's a fire at their factory, and the whole factory is really badly damaged. Terrible. Uh, then they go on to they take the insurance buyout from that. Okay. Um, and I remember I saw an article when that happened is like a bunch of the employees rushed into the burning building and saved like prototypes. Most oh. people are not getting paid enough for that. No, but no. <laughs> um, so then they acquired an abandoned airfield um, from the Swedish military 
and that's where they built their new factory, and they got a, a, a runway out of it to do tests Testing. on. Which is handy. Yeah, which is very and handy. So they car. got two fighter jet hangars and an office building, which they've all converted into a factory. Um, and it's near the Angel Home Airport. So they use the former military runway for shakedown runs on production cars and high-speed testing. And how cool is that? Yeah. So there's a little story here. Yep. Uh, as you're specking out your Koenigsegg, which I'm sure you'll do after this pod, um, you'll see their like logo or something, and it's a ghost. Yep. And everybody always asks what that is. And basically, the airfield that they moved into once housed the Swedish Air Force Squadron. And the reason um, they called, like, so the planes, obviously training, would leave either early in the morning uh, or late at night. And nobody ever saw them, but they would hear them. (laughs) And so they called them ghosts. It was called the Ghost Squadron. So as, like, a kind of... Tribute to, yep. and also it sounds pretty awesome because the cars are kind of the same. Yeah, nobody sees them, but you can hear them. Yeah, uh, and so those the badges on uh, the models built in the factory that were the old hangar. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it's that. a cool thing. It's not, it's not their logo. It's just like a little badge. Yeah, it's weird. They have like two badges for the company. They have mm-hmm. the company logo yeah. and then this ghost yeah it's kind of like a mascot almost i guess it looks pretty Which great. not enough companies do that i would love to see a well, ford mascot i mean it's it's also you <laughs> know a a tidier military yeah you know which a lot of car yep. companies would be like i don't know if we need that on there i bet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the swedes, although, the swedes although, have never hurt anybody although, yeah although jeep does that a lot yeah that's true the wranglers the are essentially yeah a military that's true yeah um I've been obviously watching a lot of videos and stuff on Koenigsegg right now. And even on the new engines they're making, they'll cast it into the engine block because there's a little ghost logo. So oh, they're, they're continuing yeah. it on, which is yeah. pretty cool. It's a good story. It's like a little Easter egg for their cars. If, mm-hmm. if you spend a million dollars and you still don't have anyone to talk to at a party, you can bring up the ghost and be like, oh, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it makes a pretty great keychain, yeah, yeah, which is true. important. Which is important. Um, something really interesting about this car company is they are fully vertically integrated. They make everything in house. Even Ferrari can't say that, Steve. Well, you're I lame mean, we're, Italians. We're making more than eight cars a year. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. They make us look like General Motors. Yeah, and I say us as if I'm Ferrari. As if. So. As if. And don't think we're not doing a podcast on the new Ferrari movie, by the way, when that comes out. <sighs> yeah, we're going together. We're going in the Ferrari, <laughs> and we're going to watch it together. Yeah. Um, Koenigsegg makes their own engines. They make their mm-hmm. own chassis. They make their own computer yeah. systems and yeah. software. This would be you. They make yeah. everything themselves, which mm-hmm. talk about doing it in a hard mode. That sounds uh, yeah, like sounds everybody very goes to suppliers and says, "Make me headlights, make me this," and Koenigsegg said, "No, I'm going to make it all myself," which is a secret to their success, but also why they make 80 cars a year. If you can do it, I guess that's the way to go. I mean, yeah. even Bugatti, which is two to three million per car, is selling thousands. Well, sure. They're selling one to two thousand, three thousand. It's like, hey, my Koenigsegg broke down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. big problem. Yeah. So, it's it's really interesting, and kind of my hat goes off to them. But holy cow, that's hard, um, and way more expensive than anyone else. Um, so speaking of doing everything yourself in propulsion, they originally wanted to use an Audi V8, uh, but that contract fell through in the '90s, and so then they went to a flat twelve race engine. Developed for a Formula One team, 
which is pretty cool. Yep. That company was called uh, Motori Moderni. Uh, fine. Anyway, it's a Formula One engine. That's awesome. Um, they were purchased and modified in for use in that 1994. They only made one concept. Um, but that deal fell through when the founder of the company died, the engine company, and then they went into bankruptcy. So then they were kind of set in a lurch. So Koenigsegg uh, bought the Ford Modular Architecture engine. I have I don't know what that is, but I guess it's kind of like probably the precursor to the Coyote. Anyway, it's just an engine platform. Yeah. They did that in 2012, and then they started making their own engines from scratch, which I can only assume were slightly based on the Ford architecture. So that's where the, that's where the engines came from. Now they make them their, themselves. Um, and, yeah, they make their own control systems, transmissions, everything, which is pretty nuts. Um, and a weird little bit of, you know – David versus Goliath kind of a thing. This is a tiny car company, but they've really hit their stride. They're, they're successful in their niche. And in June 2009, a group of investors led by Christian von Koenigsegg signed a letter of intent to buy Saab from Amazing. General Motors. This is a great story. Keep this, going. When this was happening, oh, I was rooting for it. Um, they were going to give $600 million to General Motors. Um, guaranteed by the Swedish government. Now, at the time, 2008, Koenigsegg... So this is a financial crisis. This is deep yeah. financial crisis. Um, Koenigsegg had 45 people on staff, and they made 18 cars a year. Swa- Saab, yeah. at the time, had 3,400 workers on staff and produced 93,000 cars per year. This tiny little yeah. <laughs> Swedish, like, yeah. yeah, we'll buy them. Yeah. <laughs> Shows you how much money they have backing. The yeah. deal was announced, and it was signed, um, but a couple financing deals, uh, specifics hadn't been worked out. And then a year later, uh, basically the whole deal fell through. Koenigsegg did not buy Saab, um, and they left the negotiations. And they said, basically, there was timing uncertainty, or i.e. General Motors probably didn't want to sign it right away or they wanted to keep some patents or something and the whole deal fell apart. So there was about a year there where the world thought that Koenigsegg was going to buy Saab and that would have been amazing. And what a world would be living in now. Probably would be peaceful. Probably all the hungry children would be fed. With more Koenigseggs on the road. And more Koenigseggs on the road. Mass-produced Koenigseggs. But it didn't work. No. General Motors screwed it up like they always do. Thwarted. And Saab is now dead. Yeah. Yeah. And my Saab is now dead. I'm the only one here who's been a Saab owner. I'm closer to Koenigsegg than you are. I think that's true. I think that's true. <laughs> For all I, that's I'm worth. Gonna, I'm going to give you that. Uh, that's about the history of the company. Um, they're I, doing quite well. They're releasing a bunch of new cars. Um, you found a whole bunch of trivia for us. I got just some things, and I don't know if you want to say that for part two because this is your dream. <laughs> I can put it in now, or we can save it. Uh, let's do a couple of them okay. that are interesting. I know, as an RX-7 owner... Oh, jeez. I yeah. noticed right away. Have you been looking at them? No. Yes. No. People have been asking me. Yes. As an RX-7 owner, uh, every Koenigsegg yeah. until 2015 had RX-7 reversing lights. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. So wow. I gave a whole wow. speech that Both they were. Both our listeners just tuned out. <laughs> I gave the whole speech that Koenigsegg was vertically integrated and they make their own stuff, except for reversing lights. Those came from Mazda. So if you want to go backwards, 
Yeah. yeah. You got to use Mazda tech. Nothing says going backwards instead hey, of forward motion. Hey, you shut your <laughs> mouth right yeah, now. Yeah. Because when you're being towed, you need those yep. reverse lights. Well, we said, remember, the Lamborghini Diablo used 300ZX headlights. That's true. And the Koenigsegg uses RX-7, not mm-hmm. taillights, but reversing lights, which mm-hmm. were separate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what else we got? I've got I've got a couple little numbers here. Yes. And now, if you've listened this long, you're probably thinking, i got to buy one of these things. Got to. I've got some buying tips. Okay. And uh, they just basically say, hey, we sell out a lot. Get your reservation as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what it says. You can contact a dealer and provide a deposit. Uh, the Koenigsegg company is a family company. Oh, okay. Uh, Christian von Koenigsegg's wife, uh, Holdora, is the COO. Oh, nice. Which is fun. Yeah. Imagine yeah. getting in an argument with her. Yep. Not very good. No. Uh, you want to ask, you want to hear about some um, uh, prices yes. for the two models? I would love to. You're looking at what models are we talking about? uh, The Jamera. Yep. It's about 1.7. Not bad. Bargain compared to a Bugatti. 3.65 for the CC850. Now that's now that's pricey. And then the base Jesco. Yesco actually. Yesco. And it is it is named after Christian's father. Father. You're looking about three million. Three million. Yeah. The that's the base. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a reg- to be fair, I think they come with luggage. That's they come with a lot of things. They come. A lot. However, uh, Koenigseggs are not street legal in the U.S. Did you know this? Yeah, it's been a problem. Yeah, uh, they keep announcing we're gonna worldwide homologate this car, and then it doesn't happen. The and CC, then it's this car, the CCX, is the only street legal one. So if you're shopping to bring it home, or you want to just keep it in your lair in Europe, yeah. you're probably better off doing that. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so. every every new car they announce, they say it's going to be available everywhere, and they keep missing out on America. And the Jamera, the latest one, who it is not even out yet, um, they're still parading it around shows. Um, they're saying that one will be legal in the U.S. But how many, if you had to guess, do you think there are of these cars in the U.S.? I'm gonna say like thirty. Oh no, no, they're everywhere. Fifty-seven. Oh, common. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically a Mazda. Basically a McDonald's franchise. Uh, and base and however, um, and this is these are these are numbers from 2022. So, uh, Spain has been moving up the list, where they only used to have one. They now have four. Oh, which catapults them further up the list. So, uh, <laughs> there is a registry. Of all these, uh, and here's here's the question I have for you, since you're a Koenigsegg man. Yes, uh, it's called the Egg Registry. Why is it called the Egg Registry? Uh, I'm gonna say uh-huh. cars that have been eggs by activists. No. Okay. But go ahead. Keep keep. Uh, I gotta keep guessing and making a fool of myself. Yeah. The Egg Registry. Uh, does that have to do with like cooking an egg on the engine? What? Mm-mm. No, it has something to do with what they called the early cars, I think. But I'm going to save that for part two. I mean, Koenigsegg has the, has the word egg in it, but okay. It might even be that. You're saving it for number yeah. two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, something ground 
groundbreaking, but it's just it's, it's coming just, from you, Steve. I know it's just, not even interesting. It's just interesting that they just call them the egg. Like <laughs> it's like is is that is that the best nickname for it? No, it doesn't sound that great. <laughs> but um, but there is a egg registry, so that's what the I mean. Yeah, I've never heard that term to, no. to, of an owner being like, "Check out my egg." Yeah, but yeah, maybe I, they got tired I, of saying Koenig's I egg. I feel like the early ones maybe had an egg shape. Not really, but all right, yeah, but maybe. Um, so we talked about the ghost uh, mascot for these cars, but the actual Koenig's egg logo, just basically a shield like a Ferrari or Porsche, uh, with uh, orange, yellow, orange, yellow, and red in checker marks. That is actually based on the Von Koenigsegg Shield of Arms, their family logo, which dates back to the 11th century. It's the same colors. So they've kind of tweaked it, modernized it, and now that's the logo of the company. So that's where that comes from. Um, Now, that's kind of my trivia. We'll save a bunch of the specific trivias on individual cars for next time. But the whole reason for this episode that I wanted to get into is the technologies that they have revolutionized. Oh, or at least this is your favorite part. Introduced, yeah. Where are we at? How long have we been talking? Oh, How long do I have? forever. How long do I have? You're at 40 minutes. All right. Get, get well, through we this. Won't, yeah, we won't take too long. But this just, is important. It's just you. my favorite part. Okay, go ahead. So some of the things they've oh, introduced. you them listed? <laughs> oh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's right. A, uh, they made a carbon fiber chassis. Not not that revolutionary. Okay. Fine. Um, but their carbon fiber tub chassis has 65,000 newton meters per degree of torsional rigidity. I don't know what that means, but it's more than any other vehicle in the world, current or past. I'm assuming it's very tough. The is most what they're going with. Not t- it's rigid. Rigid. Yeah, okay. You're not an engineer, Steve. You no. don't know what rigid means. No. No. <laughs> it's no stiff. idea. Yeah. It's no stiff. one's no it has one's no twisting. No one's ever said, uh, yeah, meet my rigid friend Steve. It's true. <laughs> uh, so their their chassis, their carbon fiber tub is stiffer than any other car has ever been, which is pretty cool. Probably makes for a super comfy ride. <laughs> Such a which, hater. Which would explain the Clarkson quote. I, the reason I got so excited when you th- asked to do Koenigsegg is all these crazy technologies that, you know, let's be honest. Ferrari doesn't introduce that much new technology. Oh, stop it. They don't. Stop it. Yes. What are you talking they about? They don't. But they what Ferrari does is really good design. Arguably. Go not, ahead. Not lately. And records. We're going to get to 200 miles an hour. We're going to do this. Like, we're going to do this around and this track. elegance and glamour. Nope. Yes. That's, I mean, you, but they don't actually. Swedish monster. Because people yeah. did turbochargers before the F50. They did, like. I know, but we make it We make it work. It's but not, Ferrari we, yeah. doesn't introduce new technologies. We're not a startup. Lamborghini doesn't introduce new technologies. No. Any of this stuff. Our customers aren't interested in that. They make it pretty this inexpensive. Is, this, is, this is for you tech bros. Koenigsegg actually does new technologies, which okay. is why I'm excited to talk about okay this is why it's your brand go ahead they have the free valve these are electronically controlled valves for your intake and exhaust i could speak an entire hour about these they're amazing are they um just really quick it means no camshafts it means no timing no camshaft chain any of this stuff the engine gets smaller and lighter um it's really cool it's never gone anywhere <laughs> in seven years. It went on to one Chinese concept car, and it's supposed to go on the Jamera, but the Jamera's not even launched yet. Sounds very expensive. Yeah. And, okay. yeah, each kind of like a coil pack revolutionized 
distributors and spark plugs. This is that for valves. It's really fascinating, but it doesn't seem to be going anywhere, but fine. Um, they also created something called direct drive. This is a car without a transmission. This is crazy. So they, it's a hybrid. They have a battery and all that stuff. Okay. And when you think about it, a transmission only really helps you call it zero to 60. When you're going slow, you need the transmission geared down because uh, an engine's not built to get you off the line. Okay. You have to use gearing for that. Okay. So when you're going when you're going on the highway in a manual car or even or an automatic, doesn't matter, but you go into high gear or overdrive, it's just one-to-one. Now the engine is directly powering the wheels with no gears basically involved. So your engine only works at highway speeds to move a car. So what Koenigsegg did is they took the electric motor Okay. And said, okay, that's now zero to 60-ish. I mean, it's way more complicated than this. But the electric, since it has all the torque, will get you going. And then once it's going enough, then the engine will take over and take you up to 200 miles an hour. So it's a, it's a car with absolutely no transmission. That's amazing to me. Steve doesn't care. No. Next technology. No. It's just, it's just, it's, <laughs> I get it when you're at your cars and coffee and you got to go through all this. I get it. But it's just, I, I, I it's okay. Go ahead. I mean, we got, we got a few more of these to get through. Uh, hollow carbon fiber wheels. It's aesthetic. You like aesthetics. That, I've actually seen video of that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're the first car manufacturer to make carbon fiber wheels, one piece carbon fiber wheels that yeah. are hollow and it's patented process. Yeah. Which is really cool. That's definitely worth a Google search to see images of that and yeah. how they make it. It's really it's, neat. It's insane. Um, they made something called the light speed transmission, which is a dual clutch transmission. Yeah. Um, this sounds like how you drive. <laughs> those can only dual clutch transmissions can only go one gear at a time. You yeah. can't double yeah. shift. Uh, their light speed transmission, you can go to any from any gear to any gear you want. Doesn't matter. Seventh to fourth, fifth to nineteenth. That seems matter. pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. You don't have to click through the gears. You yeah. can just say go. So that's sweet. Um, and then they created something called the Tourbillon transmission. This is crazy. It's that light speed transmission. Okay. But it's somehow, instead of being bolted onto the back of the engine, it actually wraps around the engine with two arms. I've only seen pictures of it. I honestly don't understand how it works. But it's new. It's creative. It's really interesting. It's nuts. And the final piece of technology I'll mention that they've invented is their doors. Have you seen the doors in I action? I've seen the doors. It's not Gullwing. Not Scissor. It's not Scissor. Not Falcon. It's not Falcon. No. It is, excuse me. <clears throat> Go ahead. Dihedral Synchrohelix, obviously. Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. I mean, I think I'm done talking about yeah. it. I think everyone yeah. understands it. Yeah. It's. I don't know if I can describe these doors they put on all their cars, but I will try. They open, they project. They open. This is going great. <laughs> this is, wow. I'm bummed you weren't in the pitch meeting for this. <laughs> they project out from the car like four inches and then rotate upwards, but not outwards, just perfectly upwards, all the way up to vertical. And then go towards the front of the car a little bit, maybe another half foot. It's I don't know how else to describe it, but if you've nuts. ever seen, just to add a little more magic to the podcast so they're not so bored. If you've ever seen like a large like bird of prey land, when they they come down, their wings will go in the same kind of fashion. 
That'll help you understand. <laughs> yeah, people will be like, I've seen a bird. That's uh, your, I, that's I, your yeah. David Attenborough. I love it. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's also, there's a, I think they use something similar in the technology with um, plane wings on aircraft carriers. They don't just like fold no. up and yeah. fold forward. They fold out and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So that's what I think is so interesting about Koenigsegg. This is why I love this car brand is they invent stuff. They do new stuff. And they do it all in-house, so they don't just go to Marshall or Delphi or any of these companies and say, hey, make us the new thing. They invent it in-house, which is really cool. The technologies they've done are kind of crazy. That is it for this episode. I do have one category I want to talk about. Okay. I would love to hear about what what do you think Koenigsegg's impact on the car industry and popular culture is. We'll do that now. And then next time, we'll talk about the cars. Okay. So what, uh, do, you, what do you think imp- – Koenigsegg has done car industry wise it's just hyper luxury that it's another one of those and it's so far out of the realm like I feel like Bugatti has to say you know let's make this like work but Bugatti is just a tax write-off for VW it's a development car it is just the stuff they lose, lose, learn on that. Correct. goes into all the other cars. It went into the Phaeton. Yeah, same. But it like, goes into everything else. It goes correct. into like, Lambo. It goes into Porsche. It's a different deal. It goes into your Porsches. How dare you? Yeah. How yeah. dare you? You're like a trickle down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Porsche brand is like a cast off, like a discard yeah. of Bugatti. Kind of like your like Fiat's a parts five hundred. It's like a parts bin car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Koenigsegg doesn't have that because they don't have Saab. No, they never got Saab. No. No, but it exists in a realm like it doesn't race. They do not race. They do not race. They barely exist. They, they live in hangars all the they time. They live in hangars. Uh, unless you're a Bond villain. I love that they do exist, and I'm glad that they're out there. Yeah. But sometimes I think it's it's like just gone so far where you're like, okay. It's a toy. This is Well, it's jewelry. It is. And it, uh, I will say this. I have met uh, the local representative for the Koenigsegg brand here oh. in Los Angeles. Okay. Really nice guy. Yeah. And Koenigsegg does not have press cars or demonstrators. No. Don't You wouldn't. It would cost millions of dollars yeah. to have that. Yeah, but why? I mean. So what they do is uh, this gentleman actually just calls the local owners and says, can I borrow your car this day for this event? Oh, Whether okay. it's a car show or a press thing or whatever. And he said the owners love it. Of he course said, they do. But I think that's so unusual because the, the owners love to have the cars used. By like, the brand. I want to get it out there. I want people to see it. Like, if look they at have the, miles look at on the, them. You, I know you managed to find a Porsche Cars and Coffee this weekend. Yes, it was tough. Amazing. Yeah. But look at that. They just put a call out. They're not paying it. Look at the course owners love it. Yeah, they all want to be there. I think it's really cool. I think it's it's cool that the owners want the cars out there and they're letting the brand just take them and do whatever they want with them. Well, it's not whatever they want, <laughs> and it's backed by the brand. <laughs> if Porsche was said we had we're doing an all replica week, you know, I'll you'd be there. You'd be, yeah, exactly, I'll exactly. Be there. Yeah, of course you will. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. I'll be more generous on that than you. I think the the owners seem to be a pretty cool group. No, I, um, I'm not against the owners. I'm just saying there's a reason they do that, and it's also like such a grump. No, but if anything happens to it, what better person to repair it than Koenigsegg? So impact on popular culture zero. I'll be interested when we look for movies and TV on this because uh, be Fast and Furious. Okay. If you remember, uh, it was in there. Uh, Need for Speed. All right, we'll get yeah, to it yeah, next time. Just, just no, we'll it's, get to it next time. It's something like, um, like the hyper nerd 
the counting toothpicks per- type of person, uh, you know, on the spectrum is yeah. like, oh my god, I got to get a Koenigsegg. Exactly. Like it's it's a new it's a new poster car. I would say it's a new it's a. Is it the geekiest hypercar? It's it's up there. I'd say Pagani is the geekiest for design, but for technology, I think it's Koenigsegg. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are very dorky. Yeah. Very dorky. Yeah. It is. It's a it's a it's a tech bro car for yeah. sure. You're yeah. you're deep into it because there's no. So you can talk about valve clearances and turbion transmissions and all this stuff. Like, yeah, it's about the tech. I feel like Pagani's like, look at the leather, look at the paint, look at the, you know all. This yeah, kind of correct. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And look they, at the exposed got, gear uh, shift, all this stuff. Because they get their engines from what BMW or something. Uh, Pagani is a Mercedes. Mercedes. Sure. So yeah. you know, um, yeah, this is Swedish. It's just colder. It's, what, it's what, more Bond villain. What they do have is they have tons of world records. True. Koenigsegg. They have. Which helps at Cars and Coffee. Zero to 300, zero to 300 to zero, a whole bunch of records. At what point does a zero to like 300 record mean anything, though? Well, it's kilometers, let's be clear. No, no, I know. But it's like fastest to space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like, what do I. You're never doing it. What what am I doing? And then you got to put on the special tires, which you're not going to do. Well, you're never going to drive. I mean, I don't know. These things only go to car shows, and that's it. I mean, again, if I had all the money in the world, are you going. Okay, all the money in the world. Are you going super yacht? Or are you getting some of these Koenigseggs? I don't trust the ocean. <laughs> no way. I'm getting Koenigseggs. I'm huh? getting Koenigseggs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I cannot. Are we doing trade your car for one of these in the next? Pod? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's trade your entire life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need a metric. Oh, interesting. We need for a metric for hypercars. Hypercars yeah. trade your life. Wow, yeah. that's dark. Yeah, it is. That's dark. a great movie idea. <laughs> <laughs> that trade your life. All right, we'll option it. I'll sell it to Fox. <laughs> wow. Um, I think uh, Koenigsegg is trying to sell, as far as the car industry is involved, they're trying to sell a bunch of these technologies they're uh, creating to car companies, like the Free Valve. They sold it, at least to that Chinese company, and it's not going anywhere. I think, unfortunately, you're at the cutting edge of tech, and a lot of engine technology is just, the current technology is cheap to make. Yeah. When I have to make thousands of Corollas, yes, your free valve technology would be better for emissions and makes me engine smaller and like all these benefits I really care about, but a camshaft costs 13 cents. Yeah. And that matters. Like when I got to make hundreds of thousands of cars, yeah, I need all this stuff, but it's still cheaper to go with a chunk of metal that's not that smart. So we'll see. Are we saving the Miata story till next time? Uh, I think so. Okay. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I'm amazed you didn't bring that up. I know. I know. Is that? I we got to have be. something to talk about okay. next time. Okay. Um, so they're trying to impact the car industry, but so far it has not really worked. So they're techie. They're kind of dorky. Yeah. They're not a good looking car. Led by this a, is your car. Led by a Bond villain. Let, well. Just uh, the uh, only uh, picture uh, of Christian von Koenigsegg I can find with him having hair. He was 19 years old. Oh, does bald mean bad? In the oh yeah, <laughs> Lex Luthor. Are you kidding me? Um, even in his oh, 20s, man. he started okay. shaving his head to be he's, more. He's uh, been okay. completely bald since his 20s. Shaved. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not okay. commenting on what his follicles are okay. capable of. I'm just saying he's had a shaved head since his early 20s. Okay. Up until today. So Lex Luthor. Yeah. Bezos. Bezos, real evil. Elon, till he got plugs. Yeah, Elon got those plugs. 
and then Koenigsegg. And then Koenigsegg. Dr. Uh, oh, Blowfield. Uh, oh, oh, we do actual Bond. Yeah. We're doing I mean, come on. I mean, Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil. Mini-Me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bald, man. Wow, bald. <laughs> I mean, even in racing, I guess bald is bad, but interesting. Yeah. Okay. Wow. He's a Bond villain. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. But next time, we will talk I, about the actual cars. I had, so when I worked at a, a former employer, uh, one of our colleagues uh, interviewed Christian. Okay. And was the and the nicest person. Cool. The most generous of the time. Into the factory. Yeah. Early on, all this stuff. So, as anything I've ever heard, he does not sound like a Bond villain. But I get, I get where you're going with this. But that, I will, I will yeah. say, he says in all these videos I've been watching, he says, "I invented this. I invented that." All the patents have his name on them. Yeah. There's no way. Sure. There's no sure. way. Yeah. So he seems to want credit. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but seen, he was, That seems he very was, important yeah. to him mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. my company did this. He's like, yeah. I invented this entirely new thing despite not having a college education. Mm-hmm. But, okay, fine, fine. All right. I just, I just hate other people having success, Steve. That's no, a, I get it. I get a, it. I, all right. I'm right there with you. I hate it. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean, there's so many other questions I want to answer about, but it's it's next. next we so got a whole next episode, two parter. Do we want to have a guest on our second? We're basically part? the Marvel Universe of podcasts. I don't, I don't know where like what. No one every, wants to watch. Everyone <laughs> leads on to the next one. Oh, got it's it. Perfect. Okay, okay. I, you got to catch up on them yeah, all. Yeah. I got Easter eggs. Okay, none of all those right. things are true. No, but we're doing a two parter. No. Okay, two parter. <laughs> uh, and that, okay, next week, the second half of this. If you have more questions about Koenigsegg. Shoot us a message on Instagram. We will try to answer them. All right. Awesome. And that's it. Well, way to make this hypercar boring. Yes. Uh, Good job. We'll talk about cars next time, I promise. All right. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Dave. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.